Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Continue on. Hour number three. Can't believe we're three hours into this thing already. It's amazing. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Stoley's Hog Alley. And uh, I mentioned this the other day. A lot of people are excited, but he's got an addition coming, which is pretty nice. Going to be a big upper deck, big outside porch, all that kind of stuff. And uh, overlooking the parking lot, and whether you're a rider or whether you just drive in, stop by, whatever it happens to be. They have good food, great fish fries, always have some local music there. And it's just a fun place. It just it just really is. And I can't wait for the summer months, and I can't wait for the deck to be done. It's supposed to be done sometime sem- uh, September. So stop in, tell Jeff we said hi. It's in Summit. They, it's in the Oconomowoc area, but it's in Summit. Just so I make sure that I, I get all the... Uh, the uh, Village of Summit leaders not mad at me because they always tell me, it's in Summit. Okay. But stop into Stoley's Hog Alley. And don't forget about Stoles All 109 up in Watertown as well. Um, here, th- I want to be honest, okay? I want to I talk about this just for a second. I mentioned this going into the top of the hour. Uh, Leah Thomas, uh, the victory at the NCAA Swimming Finals, uh, a lot of debate over uh, trans athletes, okay? And I get asked all the time why we don't talk about this. This is not, I mean, a, a friend of mine wrote me a nice uh, message over on Facebook a couple of days ago and said, why aren't you talking about this? Why is this never brought up? You know why? It's the same thing as, as talking about race. Because you don't, there's no winner here. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to be looked at as some transgender phobic or something if I bring it up. How dare you? How dare you talk about this? Um, I think it's not so much, and, and, and uh, somebody over on the Bud Light live stream said the exact same thing that I posted. And if you want to read more about it, it's over on uh, the Facebook fan page. But it's 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 not about transphobia. It's not about homophobia or anything else like that. It's, it's strictly about fairness. It's strictly about fairness. That's it. Um. I, I don't I don't know how else to put it. Whatever you say is deemed as offensive. And that's a shame because you can't have an open discussion unless you're open about it. But I, I what do you say that isn't going to be, you know, rendered as phobic? I think it comes down to fairness. As a man, you're born with bigger, thicker, stronger muscles, period. Hormones can change you, morph you. I get that. But you're a man. You you were born a male. And through genetics, through testing and such, that's recognizable. The science is there. Um, I understand that the NCAA doesn't necessarily uh, stay up with the same um, rules as the International Olympic Committee. And you need to be on hormone therapy for a long period of time and such. And and I get all of that, uh, which can can morph you. Uh, and, there, and again, I don't even remotely claim to know all the science and all of this. Um, but I think, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, The USA swim team uh, says that a trans athlete must undergo, I think it's three years of hormone replacement. And I think the NCAA decided uh, that they weren't going to adopt that. And they allowed uh, 
um, uh, Leah to compete six months shy of the three years of hormone replacement therapy. I, and again, I don't claim to know it all, but I, I just, it's not that this person took a spot on the team. It's that this person won in dominating fashion. You know, that's, that's what, it's a fairness issue. And I think that's the way it should be treated. And I think it should be spoken openly about it. And it's not, you know, it's, it's tough, but if I've, I just believe if you're, if you're born with the male parts, you should be competing in the male sports. That's just the way it is. I, I, I don't know. I don't have a scientist science background in all of this, but you know, and when you talk about being ranked in men's swimming versus women's swimming, there's, there's a drastic difference there. So it's just something for discussion. If you want to find it, it's, it's over on the Facebook fan page, but the reason it's not talked about, and this is the shame of it is because you will be labeled. Anytime we talk about race on this program, I'm labeled a racist. It doesn't matter what I say. It's the mere fact that I bring it up and I'm a racist. I've got inordinate amount of friends that are either black. I've got friends that are Mexican. I've got friends that are Puerto Rican. I've got, I mean, I can go through the list. Good friend who I've 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 even agreed at times if you've ever needed a speaker through the uh, opening of the Black Holocaust Museum. It's just you know, but you're labeled a racist, man. If you talk about it, you're a racist. The same thing in this particular instance. And uh, my buddy ESPN Steve says you've said too much already. But it's it's something that happened. It's it's topical. That's the reason I bring it up. So I, I just you guys can talk about it over on the, the Facebook fan page. But the shame of it is you can't talk about it because it makes people uncomfortable. You can't talk about it because people don't want to be labeled. You can't talk about it because if you do talk about it, you will be labeled by whatever group is going to feel like they're being slighted. And then they come out of the woodwork to say that you're wrong in one way, shape, or form, that you're anti-woman or you're anti-transgender or you're anti-male or you're, you know, whatever. Uh, it's it's never an open discussion. It's always, if you don't agree with me, you're wrong, and therefore you're anti. And sometimes it's just about fairness. So there you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Um, let's see here. This is uh, from... Uh, this is from NBA Dave. NBA Dave says, I still feel the Packers need to go out and find themselves a veteran wide out to be able to take over for Devontae Adams, somebody who can earn the trust right away with Aaron Rodgers and somebody who's, who has been through the battles. Well, don't you think what you described, short of taking over for Devontae Adams, that's Randall Cobb. Okay, you can find anybody that's a veteran. What you need to find is a legit wide, a legit number one wide receiver. That's, I mean, you're not going to get that. And, you know, I guess, unless, of course, you trade away, um, you know, more than a few draft picks, and you're probably going to have to overpay. The Packers are kind of stuck in a quandary. I don't think it's as bad as some people are making it out to be. I think because we talk about it, it it, it, it tends to mount the, uh, you know, it's kind of like building a wall. 
You talk about it once, it's no big deal. You talk about it twice, you're starting to stack bricks. You talk about it 10 times, well, then it's this wall. You just can't overcome it. You can't climb it because it's just getting it's getting too deep. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a better quarterback. And I don't mean that in the sense that, you know, he's always been a better quarterback. He just hasn't played up to his par. No, I just think that it means that th- there's a different learning curve now. There's a different learning curve for him, for, for a veteran. Because it's not, you know, look, uh, Tom Brady brought Gronk, right? He had Godwin, he had Evans, he had really good receivers, but he brought Gronk. Gronk is what? Gronk is a safety blanket. A hell of a safety blanket at the tight end position, for that matter. But he's a safety blanket. Roger's safety blanket has been Devontae Adams. And now, to a certain extent, it'll be Randall Cobb. But I think that he will be a better quarterback by the way he runs the offense. And I also think it's going to make Matt, Matt LaFleur a better play caller. It'll make him a better play caller. And they'll have to really, for the most part, stick to the offense. There's not going to be a lot of improv. Not early anyway. But you can say what you want about all of that. But the bottom line is you need a good receiver. You need at least one guy that defenses go, okay, we got to pay attention to that guy. Because that guy may not be... The guy that catches, you know, 100 balls for 12 touchdowns and 1,500 yards. But he's the guy that a defense has to pay attention to, which means guys like Tanyan, guys like Cobb, guys like Alan Lazard. Those guys have the ability to get open because attention has to be paid on the other side of the field. That's what you need. And a rookie doesn't put that kind of fear in. Jamar Chase did. Justin Jefferson did. Once you got a chance to see them. But that means the Packers are really going to have to jump up in the draft to get that guy. And you better be damn sure you're picking up that guy. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, let's go to Tim on hold in Sparta. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing well, my friend. You sound like you're on fire again. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, and I'd like to put a shout-out uh, for uh, Ben Kenny. Uh, I thought he and uh, Grant Bills did a good show for filling in for you uh, a week or so ago. Uh, they, awesome. did a re- they did a really good job. Um, good as far as Green Bay and its receivers are concerned, um, to be honest with you, I just soon have them not re-sign Scantley and overpay for him. Because as we've seen over and over with wide receivers – or pick any position. Once you have a back, you mm-hmm. always have a bad back. There is no, there, there is very little in the way of fixing a bad back. And how many games did Scantley not show up in last year uh, because of that back? Uh, Julio Jones is done. Uh, he's living off his name uh, because he's had a back for, <laughs> you know, right. for quite right. for quite a while. And now they finally have draft capital. I, I believe that between, um, you know, Rodgers and uh, with Rodgers throwing the ball, if we we have the draft capital to go get one of these guys, why can't we find somebody like Jefferson? You know, pick your or Chase or just as, as you said, 
we have the draft capital to move up to get somebody that could be a great receiver for us for a long time and not have to pay through the nose. And because we're already doing that uh, with the cap, and that's really hampered us. But then uh, with me, it's a question of do we actually take our draft capital and go after somebody to help Kenny Clark on that line uh, who's going to be really effective, who's going to push the pocket so that he doesn't get double and triple teamed every single time, and that makes our back end so much more effective. Uh, now we we signed Douglas. Um, you know, you lock up Alexander long-term, um, and we've got a great back end uh, mm-hmm. back there. So is it is it the, the fat guy on the front line, or is it, you know, um, a receiver or the, the combination thereof? Because it's supposed to be a really deep, uh, receiver uh, core this year. Right. It's supposed to be. Now, the one thing I don't hear is, and, and, and appreciate the phone call because i got to run here, but when when you talk about a guy like Chris Olave, he's got 4-3 speed. He, he's a taller guy. He's not like 6-6, six, six, but he's a taller guy. Um, and obviously what he turned into touchdowns this past season was just nothing but amazing for Ohio State. You've got uh, the Drake London, the kid out of USC, another guy that uh, a lot of people are talking about. You've got some guys towards the top that are formidable, that you can look at and go, okay, you know what? There's some good wide receiver help there. I know people keep talking about, well, more in the draft. Uh, later in the draft, you can find more and more and more wide receivers. Traylon Burks, the kid out of Arkansas, another one that people can talk about. He's 6'2". He's got good speed. It's It's... It's deep, but you don't, at least in my opinion, you don't have Jamar Chase. You don't have Justin Jefferson. You don't have those guys sitting there. There's Jahad Dotson, another one, you know, but he's 5'11". Now, he's 4'4", 3", but he's 5'11". He's got good leaping ability. Good leaping ability. He's got, I think it's, if I read correctly, I think it's like 30, 36 inch vertical leap. Good ball skills. All that kind of stuff. Good ball skills. Athletic ability. Okay, great. But but this does this guy catch consistently? Is he that good? You know, because every guy that everybody rates is good. I've got this guy. I've, I'm the one that targeted this guy. Well, is he going to help the team right now? Is he smart? Because sometimes it's not just about 4-3 straight downfield. It's about the ability to run a really good dig route. Are you smart in timing? Do you have good hands? Can you turn around with a ball that's about to hit you in the face and still catch it? That's what I want to know. I don't know if there's a lot of guys like that. They keep talking about the depth. There's wide receivers everywhere. That's fine. But is the guy smart? Because there's a lot of idiots out there. That they're not right places. They don't have that ability to be on the same level intellectually as your quarterback. And you need that with this guy. So it's a great call because you're right. They are deep and you may want to go ahead and, 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 and pick up one of these guys defensively. But I, I just, man, I don't, I, I, you, you gotta have a wide receiver. And unless you're going to trade for one, you're in a little bit of a quandary. You need one guy. The rest of them, fill them in. I agree. If you say, okay, go back to the whole uh, DK Metcalf issue. Say they do trade for DK Metcalf. After that, fill it in. Just fill it in with other wide receivers. I'm good with that. 
I'm good with that. But because then you can just add, go defense, 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 defense. You've got a guy, you've got Randall Cobb, you got Alan Lazard, you got Robert Tanyan, you got your backs out of the backfield. You got guys to spray it to. You're good. Okay, let's do with that. But get get another wide receiver or two late in the, late in the, the draft, second round, third round, whatever. But you got to get a guy that has this ability because you've got a quarterback who is the matrix. You got to be on the matrix level. Otherwise, you get the finger pointed at you. You're not smart enough. You're not on the same. You're not trustworthy. That's where Aaron Rodgers is going to have to adapt his game. And if he doesn't, I don't know what kind of a season we're going to have. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Seriously, big time. Good to have you. Good to have you, big time on this uh, on this Monday. And uh, I'll tell you this: uh, what a good weekend. I mean, it sucked that the Badgers ended up getting beat, but what a good weekend. Had a great time this weekend. Did a lot. Did a lot. Did a lot of stuff. Went out and saw some music. Saw my uh, buddy Josh and the Cheap Shots out at Q Club of Wisconsin on Saturday night. I don't even know what the hell we did on Friday night. Friday night, um, I don't know what we did. You said you were ben, going you were to the here. Nice Ash. We did go down to the Nice Ash, but I can't remember what else we did. We went to dinner. Boy, I tell you what, man, it, was, it wasn't like I drank a lot either. It just seems like it was forever ago. Cause, oh, I know. You're right. We did go to the Nice Ash. We watched the game, uh, but we went to dinner ahead of time. Went out to dinner ahead of time, stopped out to a couple of different places, went and saw our friends, uh, um, uh, Jeff and Alicia and everybody out at Stoley's Hog Alley and stopped by there and got a little something to eat, got a beverage, and then headed down to the Nice Ash. Uh, ended up watching till about half, came home, watched the rest of it here. And I did a lot of running around on Saturday and then Saturday night, obviously, and then Sunday. A little grilling out yesterday. Nice. Watching a Badger game. I actually got some yard work done yesterday. Uh, I got to, I had a, a snow fence up that used to keep Elmo in the yard. And I ended up taking it down and got rid of it and uh, a bunch of the stakes and stuff, pulled them out of the ground, pulled up a couple of things just to make sure the yard was all cleaned up. But, uh, but yeah, was, you know, got a few things done around the house. Made some room. I got some new chairs, some big leather chairs coming for the uh, cigar portion of the bar. And uh, how'd you like the bar, by the way, Ben? So, Ben, Kenny, the first uh, trip to the estate here. Oh, man, it, it was something. It's like it, it, it was unexpected. I'll say that. You're, like, transformed from... A, a house to what I picture a bar in the middle of Wisconsin would look like. Yes, that's exactly what I, I wanted it to be. It's when you go down to the bar, uh, whether it's outside of the Tiki bar or, or downstairs, it's like a night out. It's, it's not like a home bar would be correct. Yes, completely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I like it. I mean, secret nice. doors for the booze. 
It's got everything. <laughs> so, so was I lying when I say, oh, my God, we got because every time I throw a party, we end up with more booze and more drinks than we had going into it by the time it's all said and done. You were not lying. The thing I was the most impressed at is I think the number one criteria for bars and sports bars are how easy is it to see the televisions? Like if I go to watch a game, am I going to have trouble seeing a TV? And I, I think the TVs are well angled in that bar. Yeah, every corner of the bar has a has a TV in it. There's five TVs in the bar. And every one of them has their own boxes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So we, we sat down there yesterday and had them all on. And the chairs, the new chairs that are coming are going to face the one in the far corner by the wine rack. And those, that's going to be the, uh, the, the lounging portion of the area to go and smoke a cigar. So I can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. So now you know. Now you got to make the next party, and then the Super Bowl party in the great room with that with that TV. That's always nice because then you got the high tops and the low tops and the couches and all that kind of stuff. So I like it. I like it. Uh, Eight seven six. Uh, ESPN. Steve says, Ben, do you feel underpaid now? See, but you're just starting out <laughs> in the business. You know, I am fifty five. I started out in this business in nineteen ninety two. And in 92, my first job was working at, it's not even there anymore. It's, it was WRCR. It's a, it was a little station in Rushville, Indiana. And I lived in the general manager's basement. I made about 100 bucks a week. And how I don't have like a third head or a second head, for that matter, growing out of my, my neck, I have no idea. The footprint of the property of the radio station that I started out at. And for those that have heard this before, I apologize. But uh, radio towers have four legs, unless, of course, it's one of those pin radio towers where it's got all the, the wires hanging off of it holding up. But this, this radio tower had four legs, and the, the footprint of the property was so small that one of the legs actually came, the building was built around the radio tower. So the leg of the radio tower actually came into the studio. Uh, it actually came down through the ceiling and where like the guest would sit across the table was the leg of the tower. And it was wrapped up, you know, and all this padding and everything. So you didn't fall into it and hit your head. What was and it? it was, like a stripper pole? It, well, it was a big I-beam type. <laughs> no, it wasn't a stripper pole. It was a big I-beam that, that came down into the, into the building. It was the, it was one of the feet of the tower. And, uh, it, you know, it was a daytimer is what they call them. And a daytimer means it's only on from sun up to sundown. It's not on after dark. It's like after, you know, 11 o'clock at night, you know, it powers down. So in the morning, my job as the morning man was to turn on the radio station. So you'd walk in, you'd flip on your lights and everything. And then there was this big button that then activated the power to the tower. Now, the tower always had the lights blinking. But when you would power it up to send the signal, you would literally hit the button and it would go. That was kind of the sound it made. And as you did that, the hair on your arm would go up, you know, because of whatever radio signal was now being perpetuated through the tower. So anyway, it uh, it, it was it was interesting because uh, I sat in this thing and uh you know, for, you know, six months or something like that, doing the morning show till I got another job and I got promoted. But, but yeah, so that was my first gig making a hundred bucks an hour in a little tiny room. 
with the equipment you have is like so far advanced to what the equipment I had uh, back then was with little dial pots and all that kind of stuff and doing the police report in the morning, you know, talking about how, you know, Junior down at the Napa stuffed a battery in his pants and tried to escape with it and was ultimately caught or something like that, you know, that type of thing. But uh, but I did the police reports and then the obituaries. You would talk about who died, you know. Martha died at the age of 71, leaving behind her husband, you know, Bill and Steve, uh, her son. And, you know, you go through that whole list. <laughs> by the end of the whole, by the end of the morning, you're like, God, I just, you know, how, how many people are going to die in this town? This town's only got 3,000 people in it. Everybody just died. I don't have a listening audience anymore. They're all dead. But that was, uh, that was my first gig in radio. So I kind of paid dues. So, yeah, it, it took a while to finally be able to say you can make a living at it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead and do so. We'd love to hear from you. Um, John says, I agree with the last caller. Do not sign MVS. I, I'm not re-signing MVS for a lot of money. I, I don't want to bring back Marquez Valdez scaling for a lot of money. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily worth it. Um, he's got to stay healthy. He would have to stay healthy for an extended period of time. And he's got to be a better receiver. You know, he's just he's got to be a better receiver. Uh, Jarvis Landry's still out there, as Bryce said. Maybe give him a deal. Uh, another guy that you got to talk about proving it. You know, got to get back to form. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not breaking the bank at this point. But let's be honest. I mean, the Packers are just a a little bit desperate to get that wide receiver in here. Uh, by the way, the Colts are trying to work out a trade right now. This is somewhat interesting. The Colts are trying to work out a trade with Atlanta for Matt Ryan. Oh. We got breaking news. What is it? Oh no, nothing. Are, no, it's oh, that, that, oh, I wanted you to. That, that was it. Oh, dramatic, okay. you know. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> we we had premature astoriolation right there. I, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. We'll get back to the phone calls when we come back. I promise you. Hang in there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hey, you're heading down to the Bucks game tomorrow night. The Bucs uh, taking on the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, maybe just going to go watch some of the NCAA tournament games coming up on Thursday again. Go to MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee. MKE Brewing, head up to the rooftop, overlooks the Pfizer Forum, overlooks downtown, beautiful night spot once the warm weather gets here. MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee, the home of the best craft brews. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad you are here. 
Hey, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin reminding you that if you are uh, in the market for new uh, windows or doors and uh, the uh, Pella people were just here at the house this past week, the last door, the last sliding glass door in the entire house that needs to be replaced will be replaced. It's uh, They came out. And they went through the process. They measured everything inside, outside. They went through, uh, because it's going to match up with the other door that they did. I just didn't get them both done at the same time. But uh, they're going to do the wood, and everything's all going to be the same. Same to match the outside. It's going to be fantastic. And it is going to be, you can, I should go down and videotape the difference. I really should. Uh, I, the one, win, the door and window from Pella, you can just pull open with one finger. No problem. That door it's going to take uh, myself and about 18 movers to be able to move that door. It's it's so difficult. It's one of those old um, aluminum triple pane doors, but it just, man, it's it's hard to move. So it's time. It's time. And with the deal they have going on right now, 18 months, no payments, no interest. Uh, or you can get 1000 bucks off of a Pella patio door right now. 1000 bucks off, not a bad way to go. Check that out. They have all kinds of different types of uh, of doors and windows. Vinyl, two different types of vinyl. They have Impervia, which is like that fiberglass line. It's really strong. Three different types of luxurious wood, which is what I'm going with, uh, you know, traditional to contemporary. And that's six different lines of, of windows and doors that can help you out, as opposed to a lot of the other companies out there that have one. Here's our window. Here it is. How you doing? Yeah, no, I don't need that. I, I want something that's much better or fits my budget or makes my house look better or is more economical or all of the above. So right now, get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, P-E-L-L-A, Pella, PellaWI.com. Go to PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Uh, let's go back to the phone calls. Talk to Ron listening to us in Tucson, Arizona. Ron, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, how are you? Doing well today. What you thinking, bud? I always listen to you when you're at the biggest stick in the state. Um, when I, I was appreciate on hold, it. you were talking about Metcalf. What do you think you'd have to give for him in a trade? The same thing oh. for uh, Devontae? Um, I, you know, not that much. I don't think you're going to get a one and a two. Um, he's a second round draft choice. Very good. No doubt about it. Maybe you could get away with a two and a three, something like that. Uh, but I don't know if you have to give up a number one to get Metcalf, although you, it probably wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for the fact that he would then be your number one wide receiver. But I don't know if you have to give up a number one, but they're going to want, they're going to want a good amount for D, uh, DK Metcalf. I, I, maybe a one and a two, you might be right. I think it's a little steep, maybe a one and a three. But uh, but I don't know if he would garner the same amount as what you got for Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? And then my second uh, comment was um, I've seen a, a lobby in a lot of games, uh, you know, because I'm a badger. And, uh, you know, you said he was big. He's not that big. He's six foot one when you put him on the rack, 187. Right. You think he can beat big boy coverage in the NFL. I mean, no, press coverage. Well, I look at it this way. Well, press coverage is one thing. I mean, anybody can beat it if you've got good hands and good good hips. I mean, if you got a good move, you can. 
when I say big, he's not that big. He's 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 bigger than six foot. Anytime you get a wide receiver over six foot, they're considered a decent wide receiver, especially with four three speed. But he's not a bigger, thicker wide receiver. But you would end up doing that when you get him into your camp. But I, I they just like the fact that his touchdown to catch ratio is pretty high. And if he does catch the football, he's got that afterburner speed that can get you downfield and really pretty pretty much put away any secondary guys. So that's what they like about him. And he's got really short hands. But my question always is, that's great. Guys always have the intangibles, but how smart are they? If he's a smart guy, then I would say, by all means, I'd go after Olave. They must have really liked him because they spent time with him at the Combine a little bit more than normal. Um, you think he'll be there at 22? No, they'll probably have to go up and get him. If they like him that much, they'll probably have to go up and get him. I don't think he'll be there at 22, though, to be honest with you. All right. Well, good talking to you. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. There you go. He's listening to us out in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Could be out there enjoying some baseball. Brewers undefeated, by the way. Get a few wins under their belt. Small pitched extremely well on Friday. Good weekend for them. Christian Yelich with a couple of knocks. You were like, oh, boy, there's something we haven't seen in a while. How are we looking? Oh, we're ready for the parade. There you go. There you go. Start tearing up the ticker tape now. Right down Wisconsin Avenue. How are we looking? I'll take it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hey, don't forget also our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Tremendous stuff as you start to get into grilling season, tailgating season for that matter. Get a hold of our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. BurnPitBBQ.com. And they got the rubs. Get the sauces, and now they've got a line of hot sauces that are really, really good. That's our friends at Burn Pit BBQ, burnpitbbq.com. They're based in Racine, Wisconsin, and they're veteran-owned. No reason not to support them if you're a barbecue lover of any ilk. All you got to do is get a hold of them. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. From a guy that uh, came into town, uh, Badger fan, came into town uh, and ended up going downtown to San Giorgio, uh, the pizzeria and the Poliatana Pizzeria, uh, downtown Milwaukee. And he said, Bill, you're right. Uh, and I'm only kind of paraphrasing here, but he just basically enjoyed it. And he said, Gino's a great guy. And I've said, you know, hey, thank you for listening and thank you for supporting somebody that supports us. And uh, I've been preaching it for a long time. He did get the Bill Michaels pizza. His wife got the San Giorgio, which has basil and an egg and all this different stuff in it. It's really kind of a unique style pizza. It's really, really good. But he said they paired it up with Cider Boys from Point Brewing. He said the experience was great. Uh, the Badgers got a win on Friday. So the whole thing, the whole night was fa- was fantastic. And he just wanted to say thanks. And I, when, when I get notes like that for people that go out and use the products, I got a, the, the other day I got a gentleman that said he was, um, uh, he, he got Pella windows and doors, love the windows and doors. Had one issue. Pella came out. They fixed it right away. All is good. He said, look, 
you know, these these things matter. And I love hearing about this kind of stuff. So thanks to our friends at San Giorgio, Gino, and the whole gang down there, and our friends at Point Brewing and such. But uh, thank you for supporting uh, sponsors. You know, I get it all the time that people say, hey, I went here, I ordered this, I did that. You know, it, it means a lot. And, uh, and it not only means a lot to myself, but it means a lot to the sponsors, especially a lot of them, small businesses that are just trying to make it right now in the weird economic times that we find ourselves in. We go through a couple of years of COVID and now we're going through inflation. And so to, uh, to get all of this, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm sure Gino and Paul and uh, Joe Martino and everybody down there. They uh, they really say thanks to eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So breaking news: it's a done deal. Matt Ryan is now going to the Indianapolis Colts. So Jonathan Taylor Ben will have a uh, quarterback that he can play alongside. That's got some experience, can be in there and done that. But imagine if you're an Atlanta uh, Falcons fan right now, your quarterback room is Josh Rosen. And Felipe Franks. Oof. Oof. Oof is right. Bill, we needed that in the obituary voice. <laughs> or we'll get that next time. Breaking news. Yeah, the obituary voice was, I don't even remember how I did those, man, you know. And today, you couldn't do it upbeat, you know. You couldn't. No. You couldn't say, hey, guess what? Marjorie's dead. And she croaked <laughs> up on Tuesday. They partying their ass off on Thursday. Come on out. Don't forget to bring a dish. They've got plenty of mac and cheese, but the beer is going to be flowing. You know, you couldn't do that. I'm imagining it like the Road America reads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marjorie will no longer be racing this weekend. So... Rushville, Indiana, the home of the Rushville Rocket that was Tony Stewart. So at least there was some NASCAR uh, relatability there. But, yeah, it was just, you know, and this morning in the obituaries, that type of thing, and you just would read it. You know, it, was, it wasn't conversational. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like you read it and said, you know, Marjorie Wilson passed away, but she'd been ailing for quite some time. Didn't she also have the herpes? I think last time I saw her, she had some bubble wrap on her upper lip. She was scratching like crazy. Yeah, we were over at the A&P talking in the meat aisle, and we were avoiding the hell out of her. You know, we didn't do that. Your call's you next, 877 Yeah, you couldn't take calls on it in a small town either, you know. So and and the the funny thing was is the building itself was on the corner it was on a street corner it, it it there was no grass or anything between it was literally on a street corner so people would come and you'd have a big window to look outside you know and the police department was right across the street so people would come by and they'd put their hands like around their eyes you know around their face and then they'd look in the window every now and then you look up you're like ah you know scare the hell out of you because you know somebody's looking through the window just staring at you for a while but yeah the, the funniest twitter, thing i the twitter question of the day brought to you by the local morgue is <laughs> well it was funny because um millers the millers owned everything uh almost in there was two families that owned everything and the millers they owned millers mary manor which was the convalescent home and they had the millers prenatal and natal care in the hospital so they had you coming and going, basically. They had uh, the the maternity ward at the hospital, and then they had the convalescent center. So they had you coming and going. Uh, they also owned a car dealership, and they owned a couple of restaurants in town as well because they were a big sponsor. So, uh, like, the biggest thing I ever gave away my first year in radio 
was a peanut butter parfait from the Dairy Queen. And the Millers owned that. Miller's Dairy Queen. So, oh, and my God, people would line up for that thing. It, it was like people, it's a, it's, it's even I, I'm making a hundred bucks a week. I can afford a peanut butter parfait. Come on, you know, but they'd line up for that thing, man. You'd have farmers coming out of the fields for that because it was basically farm country. Hmm. It's, um, it's between Cincinnati and Indianapolis. And on I-74, you go north by about 30 miles. And that's where it is. I mean, it's just out in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure it's grown since mm-hmm. I was there. But um, and, and most of the people that were in that area were Amish. So they had those signs all over the roads, always to look out for the Amish, you know, the buggies. So you had to be careful, especially at night. Otherwise, you couldn't see them. But, but that was the big deal, though. So you read the police report and then the obituaries on Saturday. To let everybody know what was going on. Small town living. How are we looking? 877-867-1670. Um, do we still, uh, we still got people on hold. We still have uh, Brian from Arcadia. We do. Brian, let's go to Brian. Brian, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill. How you doing? A couple things I'm here. doing um, well. Uh, I think Rogers' trust issue is a specious argument because there's been times where Devontae Adams has been down with injury or whatnot, and he hasn't had a trouble spraying the ball around to anybody on the team, so I think right. he's just using that as a crutch. Secondly, Equinemius St. Brown wasn't a large part of the offense, but he was getting to be a bigger part. But as, if, uh, if I remember correctly, he was a, a pretty good special teamer. Now, is he going to be difficult to replace or not? Uh, I, yeah, I think he'd be difficult to replace. The fact that you would lose Equinemius St. Brown, MVS, and um, De- Devontae Adams all off your wide receiving core. Yeah, I think it's uh, any one of those guys with knowledge of the offense, it's difficult to replace. And he was pretty decent uh, as far as, you know, uh, special teams. But he was not a great returner by any stretch of the imagination. He could He could cover, but that was about the extent of it. But anytime you lose three guys that have knowledge of your offense and that you have somewhat of a rapport with, as far as uh, Aaron Rodgers does, they're going to be difficult to replace. I would, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, but I, I mean, is he? Uh, when you say difficult to replace, he's not going to be difficult like. Uh, um, he's not like or, Adams, or, uh, no. no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. he's not like a top two or three no. receiver, but he's still going to be. He's still an in, integral part of the offense. Yeah, I think the, the, the compliments that were heaped upon him by Aaron Rodgers uh, coming into the season were genuine. I think he did see a lot of growth, a lot of maturity and such uh, out of MBS. I, maybe he maybe he's growing into his own. Maybe he's a guy that if this year he's your feature guy, he becomes that much better. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he always just felt that Devontae was going to be the number one and he was never going to break through that ceiling. So who knows? Maybe he does take a step forward, but uh, I'm not overpaying. I mean, I would love to see him stay. But I'm not overpaying to keep uh, Marquez yeah. Valdez Scantling. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. he, because, and here's the, here's the other reason why. Because not only because of health, he's he's been a guy that drops the football. He yep. doesn't necessarily have the great uh, greatest catch rate as opposed to dropping the football. So, and well, I would put a lot of prove I would put a lot of prove it's in that contract if I did indeed bring him back. Yes, that's a good thing. But there's another there's a comparison that you can make too. Um, Oh, I can't remember his name right now, but he's on uh, the Packers pregame show. He had a, a lot of trouble catching the ball the first two years, but then after, yeah, after yeah. that, he was pretty exceptional. 
Yeah, the year they went to the Super Bowl, he had a couple of drops early on, and people were like really down on him, and he ended up going to his old high school coach who just kind of talked him through with a little bit of advice, and all of a sudden he just blossomed. And yeah. and I agree. Look, a, a guy that with Marquez Valdez-Scantling's raw talent, absolutely. I would love to see them bring him back because that's one less area that you have to fill. And my question always is, how much is it going to cost you? Because I don't want to overpay for a guy that hasn't necessarily proven himself because you're taking a risk. He's had more than a few years in the system, and he has not necessarily really emerged. Appreciate the phone call. He has not necessarily emerged. So I would love to see him back, but I'm not going to see him back at a ridiculous amount of money. And I, I think that there's a misnomer there that I don't want him back. That's not it. I'd love to see him come back. But I don't want him back at a ridiculous amount of money, if that makes sense. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, yeah, the big news of the day, Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts, and uh, the uh, uh, which he went for, what, a second-round draft choice? That was third. it? A third-round draft choice. That's it. That's it. Now, granted, he's got a pretty hefty contract, but that's it. $40.5 million dead cap for the Falcons. Wow. Largest in NFL history. Wow. $40.525 million. Wow. So in other words, the Atlanta Falcons are in full-blown rebuild mode. They didn't get Deshaun Watson, but they got rid of Matt Ryan. He goes to the Colts for a third-round pick, and the Colts, they got a quarterback. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay tuned. We got a lot more right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.